beams. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, whatever time you're listening. Thank you guys for being here, for choosing Radically Loving. I'm just so honored and grateful that you are listening. I am your host, Lauren. Thank you, thank you so much for your support. We are now on episode 15, you guys. I am so grateful for the love and support in the last episode. Joey truly is like a really incredible friend, incredible soul um, in so many ways. And yeah, I'm just grateful for all the love from you guys for that one. In this episode, in unity and connection, radically loving unity and connection, Rachel Graham is truly magnificent and magical and I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear Rachel Graham, this episode all about unity and connection. Rachel is such a magical and lovely being. I'm currently in a bathroom, so if if it feels like really echoey in here, I just had to like say that because I'm like hearing myself like triple. So yeah, you guys are going to want to listen to this one. There's so many truth bombs, so much magic. She is magic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a light. What a magical being. Really someone here trying to bring a ton of community, a ton of inspiration and leadership, like really here to be a ringleader and really connect people and bring a sense of unity over separation. We talk a little bit about what's going on right now and just how much there is division and how it is truly important to reconnect to our truth as one, as the people. And yeah, she is such a brilliant speaker, so, so confident, so, so um, wise. And I'm just so grateful that I had her. Um, I'm so grateful that she was there and you guys are going to absolutely love it. Rachel is a manifestation life coach, a retreat leader, and the founder of the Baltimore Women's Circle. So she's out in Baltimore, Maryland. If you're a local, um, go check out her women's circles. They're growing and expanding. Her and I were talking a little bit about it, and I'm so excited to catch a few of my own. Um, So maybe we'll see each other there. But um, yeah, so, so special. Such a powerful thing to create and have really, really, um, these pockets and these spaces that we can truly be ourselves and feel more connected to one another. And in turn, that really creates such a deep connection to ourselves as well. When we can on a very pure, genuine level, connect with other beings. This is what heals us. This is the way. So I'm just so grateful for the work she's doing. And yeah, she's such a brilliant light. You guys enjoy this episode. Enjoy Rachel. She is rachelgram.co on Instagram. Uh, I also have, she also shares this at the end of the episode um, and it's in the show notes as well, but that's R-A-C-H-E-L-G-R-A-H-A-M.co, rachelgram.co. And 
yeah, she's got all her links. She's got a meditation bundle. Um, yeah, she's just such a sweet light. And if you go follow her, go support her, uh, really just you experience the light for yourself. Listen to this episode, listen to her magic and enjoy you guys. Love you guys. See you on the other side. sweet friends. I have a really awesome, awesome guest here with me. She is such a beautiful soul. I've been, we've been following each other for quite some time and I've just recently just been reignited to reconnect. We've been in different places in our lives and now it feels like a full circle, like coming back. And yeah, she's just really for so long been sharing such magic on her profile, but also just such a gleaming, glowing soul. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear. Beautiful. Rachel, how are you? Hi, I'm amazing. Thank you for having me and for that lovely introduction. Yeah. Thank you for being on here. And I first want to start off with how is your heart today? Oh, I love that starting point. Mm. My heart feels really calm and coherent. I'm feeling really good. I had a uh, meditation this morning and um, sat in front of my red light and had my whole morning self-pleasure practice. So right now I'm feeling like very, very good. That's so special. I, I literally was watching your recent post about your new routine and just realigning to that, like just higher self and, you know, like living and being it instead of like, you know, just constantly dreaming about it, you know, it's all like, instead of being in the mind, like just like actively doing the things your highest self would do. And like being in that essence, like you're doing it exactly. Mm -hmm. And like the red light, I love the red light. And I know it feels so good. It's, it's so awesome when you can have those moments where it's like turning on the on switch and you're, you're ready, you're ready to adopt new practices, to try new things out, to just refresh. And it's also why I love this time of year, because it is a nice time to assess what's working in your life? What's not working? What do you want to introduce? And then turn that on switch on. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> it's yeah. such a special time, especially because we can get caught up in, you know, cause it is the new year. We can get caught up in like actively like setting the goals and like trying to make them happen, like right off the bat. And it's so perfect, like to have these more gentle practices, especially in the winter time, just because as cyclical beings, and I know you are a preacher of like cyclical nature and being connected to, you know, winter and spring, summer, all of it. And really knowing when we are here to be like in that kind of like workflow, more summer, like go, go, go. And then like the winter is more that like rest, restore, and really like yeah, like those foundational, beautiful yes. to really create what you're really wanting for the rest of the year. Yeah, I love that you said foundation because it can seem like 
you know, in the media and just with all the hype around the new year, that now is that fiery time where it's action, action, action. You need to be winning. When I agree with you, I really think it's more about uh, laying the foundation and, and focusing on, yes, the action, the goals, but allow this to be the time where you're planting seeds, you're laying the foundation. And then that fiery season will probably show up, you know, a couple months from now. Yeah. When, whenever you're ready, right. It's like, it comes where you're ready, but definitely those seasons are so special to integrate and be a part of Mm because our nature. So perfect. I know. I know. It's so it's, it feels so good when you can really follow the cycles and follow not only uh, your own personal cycles, but also the cycles of, of nature and and moving in flow with okay it's winter it's 15 degrees out how am i choosing to work with that rather than against it yeah absolutely so i would love to dive in to a little more of your inner you definitely more so your inner child and this smaller this little being that lives within you and i would love to know who you were when you were younger and who she is, like living inside of you, your connection to your inner child, all of it. Mm, oh, I love your questions. Mm, my inner child is uh, so playful and she is immersed in magic and fairies and playing outside. And whenever I think of my inner child, I think of that uh, that very innocent, but also wise being where she can just see that we literally are living magical beings surrounded by magic and anything is possible. When I'm connected to my inner child, I remind myself, I remember that anything is possible and, um, yeah, I can go deeper into inner child stuff, but that's what comes to me first when I think about my inner child. I love that. She's so mm-hmm. I love it. So Thank you. is there a time in your life where you felt not as connected to those pieces of yourself? Mm, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I remember um, probably around, you know, late teenage years, maybe 16 to early 20s. I started becoming very disconnected from my inner child and I had a different upbringing. I was homeschooled. So I feel like I was able to stay connected to her maybe longer than most people are because I was in a different learning environment. But by the time I reached 16 and especially when I was in college and I was learning uh, how to... I don't want to say like be an adult because I wasn't really being an adult, but I really had this desire to be seen as an adult and to uh, be grown up and go out drinking and um, dress up and be independent. And my thought was at that time, especially in college, was if I'm going to be independent and grown up and cool, then that means I'm also separate from the part of me that still loves fantasy books and dreaming and whatever else 
you know, I like to do like playing outside, picking flowers. Like I had this idea that, Oh, no, now it's time to cut those two pieces away. And I always think it's really ironic because I feel that that time in my life when I wasn't connected to my inner child, I was the most immature and also the most disconnected. And as soon as I started reconnecting to her after college, I felt like myself again. And I felt like I knew what to do. I knew how to reach my goals. I knew how to manifest. Like it just all came flooding back after that period of, you know, 16 to 23. I love that. Thank you for sharing because it's so, it's such a vital part of our journey, this remembering, even if we stray or surrender pieces of ourselves in moments, we can always come back to this, this piece of us, this magical, special, glowing part of us that just wants to shine and be seen and be heard and be felt. And yeah, they're, they're always there waiting for us. So yeah. yeah. So how do you celebrate your inner child today? How do you connect to her today? Mm. (sighs) I say, I mean, definitely taking time to just pause. And I I find it challenging um, at times, you know, when I'm working, when I'm focused, it's really easy for me to get into that state of being where I want to just check things off the list. If you're uh, familiar with the five personality patterns, um, I run the rigid pattern at times. So what that pattern looks like, and if you're not familiar with the safety patterns, basically these are survival patterns that you pick up and they're not who you are, but you adopt these patterns as a way to uh, basically navigate overwhelm or stress. And so growing up, I learned to equate my performance with my value. So every once in a while that pattern turns on and I just want to check things off and I want to just be working, working, working. So one of the best things for my inner child is just breathe and take a moment to disconnect from that pattern to reset my nervous system. And then what really lights me up is being outside, making things with my hands, uh, dancing, And really just kind of wandering, like no plan, just like, okay, let's go outside and see where this takes me. Yeah. Allowing her to just flow through you and decide. That's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. When you asked me that, I was like, hmm, what, what does happen? Because I'm realizing like, it's not something that happens with my mind. And as soon as I try to figure out like, what do I do with my inner child? What does she want to do? immediately I'm disconnected. It's such a more intuitive, like body response where it's more, like you said, the body is leading. Yeah. That's so beautiful. That's such a beautiful way to share as well, because yeah, a lot of the time we could also think of like, okay, like I need to be like prioritizing this time, like specifically and doing dance or, you know, like whatever that specific thing that you feel called towards for your inner child. Right. Um, I really love just like kind of creating the space, creating the container or whatever to allow 
it to Rome, you know, having all the things, whatever it is, the paintbrush, the music around you and just letting it flow. And you decide your, your inner child, inner child actually decides for you. Yeah, she really does. It's not the adult deciding it's the inner child. I'm curious, what, what is your experience like with that? Hmm. So I've definitely been leaning more into also what you're expressing, like just instead of like planning something or being like more rigid, I I feel like we actually have a similar path with that. Like it's hard to separate, you know, like, or like not be so separate from inner child to like being more like focused. I'm doing work right now, you know, get, check all the boxes off. I'm very much a similar person in that sense. Um, But when it comes to connecting to her, I, I just feel like just very free to just whatever comes up. Like if I need to like yoga is just, was really healing for her movement Mm. in general is really healing. So that's how I like really connect, especially if I can just like turn on some music and just shake it out and just like play and just be goofy. That's playful for me. I love that. Yeah. I think the simplest way to distill it down is also movement for me too. Just like move the body, get out of the head, the thinking and just move and see what happens. Yes. So where did you find that test? Just so if if people want to like go back to that, because I'm super interested. I, I feel like I've heard about it, but I've never actually like sat down and done it. Yeah, totally. So it's not, uh, I mean, there could be a quiz online, but I haven't seen that. It's a book called the five personality patterns by Steven Kessler. And so there are five different patterns. You've got the leaving pattern, which is characterized by anytime you feel a sense of overwhelm, you basically disassociate, you leave, you go into your inner world. Um, And I'll say like every pattern also comes with its gifts. So the leaving pattern has a lot of like creativity gifts, intuitive, you may have the, or run the leaving pattern and be super connected to like the psychic psychic realms. Uh, And then we've got the merging pattern, which is this feeling of I'm not enough. I need to fill myself up. I need others. Uh, or it could be the compensated merging, which is I need to do things for other people, make sure they're okay in order for me to feel okay, in order for me to feel enough. And, uh, you know, the merging pattern, you see it a lot in healers and empaths, people who are really good at connecting to other people and um, just really knowing how to support others. And then we have the enduring pattern which is you can't make me. I'm going to resist. I'm going to be stubborn. I'm just going to silently you know, keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm just going to stand here and resist. And it's very much a passive approach to dealing with overwhelm. Um, but people who run the enduring pattern are super grounded and they are people you just feel, you, you feel like they're, they've got this. They are supportive, they are grounded, and that's an amazing quality. And then we have the aggressive pattern, which is pretty self-explanatory. It's going to be the people who, um, when they're in overwhelm, they're going to result to being aggressive. They're going to either yell or get angry. Um, But the gift of the aggressive pattern is uh, charisma. 
you're really great at leading, at speaking, at, um, you know, bringing people into a movement. And then lastly, I already told you about the rigid pattern, which is I am my performance. I must check these things off the box, but the beauty of the rigid pattern or the gift that comes from it is discipline is oftentimes organization and just good work ethic. Oh, so cool. I love finding new, new ways to understand ourselves. That's one of the things I'm super passionate about how we can just go deeper with our own self-inquiry. It's so important because then we can heal wounds and we can transmute a lot through that. And wow. Like, do you find when you were reading it, do you find that people are more so like one thing, or do you find that they might be like a trickle of some or a few or Yeah, there's typically a primary pattern and then a secondary pattern. So um, I would say I also run or I have run the merging pattern. The key is with this type of uh, self-inquiry, I know it's so easy and almost fun to take a quiz and then just want to continue to identify as that thing. And the thing with the, these patterns is they're really interesting because you can really learn uh, about yourself and each pattern happens at a certain developmental stage in adolescence. So um, at some point your need was not being met and you developed this pattern, but they're not patterns we're meant to take with us through life. So we run them, but we are not our patterns and uh, the, the intention, at least for me is to drop the survival pattern, the safety pattern, and just keep the gifts. Yes. Yes, exactly. And again, like you said, not to identify with this, like, oh, well I'm this way because of this, you know, like just basically using it more as an excuse, honestly, like really using it as a healing tool. These just all these different personality tests, you know, human design, numerology, all the different ways that we can learn about ourselves. They're really tools to like really integrate the really amazing, beautiful pieces of these and be like these radiant glowing people that are really living from their heart space and from their soul and really in their like Dharma and purpose. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's such a great point because, you know, anytime I hear someone say, you know, and this is something I learned from my mentor, Anat Perry. Um, whenever you find yourself saying, I am, that's just the way I am, uh, switch it to that's how I learned to be. And then all of a sudden, you have so much more power to not only assess, do you want to continue to be this way, but step into who you really want to be, step into the gifts and let go of the, the unconscious, shadowy aspects of that wow, repeat. identity. Repeat that sentence one more time because I had full body chills. We need to get ah, Okay, let's see if I can do it. Um, it's not who you are. It's who you learned to be. And when you can shed that pattern and you can really just assess, is this who I want to continue to be? Or do I want to step into something more? That's really where you empower yourself. And that's where true manifestation lives. Yes. And you're such a manifestation queen. So yeah. yeah, So now we can like perfectly segue into, um, you know, we're such 
ever evolving beings, but as of today and in this moment, how are you feeling and who do you feel that you are today and what are you bringing mm. to the world? Mm. When I hear that last part of your question, what are you bringing to the world? Immediately, I connect to like unity, connection, bringing people together. The, the thing I've seen over the past couple of years that has uh, made me sad and just really hurt my heart is just seeing all the separation. And um, as I've watched what's you know, unfolding in the world and I've watched, you know, sides break out and identities that don't really serve our highest good. I'm always reminded like my part to play is uh, creating unity, bringing people together of all backgrounds, of all beliefs, so that we can remember that we actually are all one at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And yeah, that we are really not meant to be so separate and disconnected. Community is so important and it's so powerful to have people like you that are Mm. actively just wanting that and seeking that and trying to find ways to make that really prevalent and magical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like when, when you, don't know what to do and you're scared and maybe you're angry at what you see going on. It can be, it's challenging. It's like, okay, what do I do? How do I meet this challenge? And the, the solution I've received time and time again is connect to others, connect to yourself and all will be well. Yeah. So Is there a specific time in your life that sticks out as the most impactful? Oh, the most impactful. I'd say, oh, it's it's hard to choose one. The ones that stand out are, I um, did a yoga teacher training when I was 16. And that was like my introduction into this world, like spirituality, health, wellness, manifestation. And that was really impactful. And it definitely set the tone for the rest of my life. Um, But I'd say even more impactful would probably be my struggle with cystic acne and uh, gut health issues, because that uh, even though yoga set the tone for what I'm doing now, like if I hadn't had acne all over my face, really painful cystic acne that I had no idea how to cure, you know, uh, to heal. I, I struggled so much with self-consciousness and just embarrassment. And, um, if I hadn't had that experience and it hadn't really put a lot of pressure on me to take care of myself and to go into that self-inquiry, then I wouldn't have been inspired to help others because like oftentimes I'm finding like when people ask like, what is my purpose? What should I be doing? Um, it's, it's always going to come back to service. Like, 
And when I found my purpose of being a coach and and serving others, it didn't just come from, uh, you know, an Instagram post or, you know, watching someone else. It came from my own struggles, tears, breakdowns, emotional rock bottoms. Like that's really what guided me to my purpose is I feel like shit. And then I healed it. And then I was like, okay, I don't want anyone else to go through this. How do I help others? So I'd say that would be definitely going through those health issues was the most impactful. Yeah, I truly believe like our dharma and our purpose and the service side is truly, it comes from our own stories every single time. Whatever you have been through, whatever you have experienced, you're probably here to share because if you've come to the other side of it, you are another piece of the puzzle to someone else's healing. It's it's Mm -hmm. so beautiful when we can find, you know, our journey and our path instead of looking at things so linearly or so like, oh, they're doing it. So I could do it or should do it. It's more like, how did like your whole life like impact you like, or one specific thing and how can you take it and share it with others? Cause there's probably, if not like thousands of people, there's five people that need to hear what you have to say or one person even. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love everything that you just said. And it, it reminds me also like if you're going through a challenging time, like embrace it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I had been told that, you know, five plus years ago, I probably would have been super resistant. Like what the fuck? Um, but seriously, like those shadowy times where you're feeling like you're at rock bottom, those, excuse me, those times can be the most impactful, the most powerful, the most potent. So I have to remind myself as well. Anytime I'm going through a challenging period, I'm like, okay, embrace it. This is, this is the gift. Yeah, exactly. It is such a gift. And I have such a similar story, like just with my own gut health and just healing Mm -hmm. it and feeling just so much better and wanting to share and just like being like, yeah, I don't feel like crap anymore. And I want people who have been through that experience to feel better, to love their bodies, to not be so like ashamed of being bloated a little bit, you know, like because of your menstrual cycle or whatever it is, like um, our bodies are so powerful and amazing. And we can like love these moments where, yeah, say we're like about to be in our and on our moon and like we are a little bloated and just like loving the body anyway like like why (laughs) but now that I know that it's it's literally like a part of the body system like it just happens it's just like a more not inflamed because that's not healthy but like it's just like your body's going through something it's shifting internally and yeah maybe you're being called to like move the energy you know, maybe you're called to do like hip circles, you know, whatever it is, um, dancing or just being still, like maybe you're moving too much. That's where I catch mm. myself being super bloated when I'm overdoing it. And I just mm-hmm. come back to stillness. But yeah, yeah. sharing that, like, I want you to feel peace. Like 
Yeah. That's truly. I it. want you to feel good. Yeah. So what helped you with the gut issues? What was the, what was, what really supported you through that in your healing journey? Yeah. So my thing was definitely dairy. Mm. Um, and I think over time, I think I recognized times where it was probably certain oils too. And, um, definitely meat taking out meat from my life was beneficial for me. I know everyone's different, but that was huge. Um, I had such horrific stomach pains that I would be killed over at a concert, like with my friends. And I would literally, because I knew it helped just like laying flat, I would literally lay down on the floor, at the floor like just like being like, it'll be over soon. <laughs> like in a horrific pain. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, you know, like don't, don't mind me. <laughs> um, but I've never, I have not felt that way in so many years from cutting out the things that I need to, I needed to cut out. And my body thanked me for that. And mm. it feels so nice to yeah, not have to go through that pain because it was, it was excruciating. Yeah. It sounds like it. If you have to go horizontal at a, at a concert and just like grit and bear it. Yeah. On the dirty floor, like not good. <laughs> oh, on the floor. I was like picturing a bench in my mind and I was like, Oh, I guess that works. But, oh man. Well, I'm glad that doesn't happen anymore. And you are able to find that root cause. Yeah. Yeah. It's always coming back to, you know, it's the elimination or, you know, adding the things that do, do make you feel good and finding mm-hmm. more pleasure in those things and leaving behind the things that make you feel crappy and yucky. And, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Just a quick pause and love for our sponsor, Hearthstone Collective. I have been supplementing and actively using their products for a little over a month now, and I've got to tell you, I am obsessed. Hearthstone Collective is a microdosing company on a mission to help others with plant and mushroom formulas. They have products ranging from tinctures, microdosing capsules, and ceremonial grade matcha powder. I have seriously been loving the mushroom nootropic tincture and the mushroom immunity. The mushroom nootropic helps support new brain cells, brain health, mental clarity, learning ability, and memory. Made with organic lion's mane, organic reishi, organic chaga, organic cordyceps, niacin, spring water, and organic cane alcohol. This has been incredibly helpful for my workflow days, allowing me to be more mindful and ready for all that's to be done. The mushroom immunity supports immune defense, physical resilience, gut, energy, and vitality. I've noticed a huge difference in my energy levels as well as even better regularity since taking this tincture under the tongue. And you can also mix them in your favorite drink. The immunity tincture is made with spring water, organic cane alcohol, organic reishi, organic lion's mane, organic cordyceps, organic chaga, organic turkey tail, organic maitake, organic shiitake, quercetin, and vitamin C. If you are looking for more of a ceremonial experience or just a little uplift in your day, their microdosing kit contains both these tinctures as well as their Play Kana capsules for joy and bliss. This non-psychoactive plant medicine is known to improve happiness, open the heart, increase empathy, and help cope with daily stresses. 
Kana is a South African shrub that is known for these benefits and contains organic lion's mane, rhodiola, theobromine, vitamin B1, vitamin B2, B3, B5, B6, B7, B9, and B12 as well. Hearthstone Collective is giving the listeners of Radically Loving 15% off their products and kits. So not only do you receive this discount, but a portion of the proceeds from your support goes to Archangel Ancient Tree Archive, giving back to our mama earth. One of my favorite things is to share soulful businesses and soulful clean products with you guys. And this is absolutely a company, ahem, shall I say, actually a community that is doing exactly that. I'm so excited for you guys to try this beautiful medicine and share your experience with us. Use the code MOONCHILD15, that's M-O-O-N-C-H-L-D-15, to get your 15% off everything at hearthstonecollective.com. Links are in the show description. Enjoy. So we've made it to the rapid fire section. Oh, yay. So you don't have to answer like really quickly. It's just super fun and lighthearted, but, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but if anything else comes through, what lights you up? Hmm, what lights me up? Oh, so many things. Interior design. I really love making my space feel beautiful. Um, plants, movement, rock climbing, spending time with my loved ones. And lately it's been bringing people together, um, serving others through my work and through the women's circle that I started back in August, it's been a really exciting journey and it's, it's just lighting me up. So beautiful. What is, what are your favorite daily practices? Obviously we don't have to do things like every single day and be rigid or, you know, strict about it, but if there's things that you just love to do and if you can have it every day, what would you do? Mm, I would say a face massage always with a nice oil in front of my red light. The red light is new. It's a Chris, it was a Christmas present, but I'm addicted. So I definitely say a face massage. It really just feels good, releases tension. And uh, I've just noticed like, I don't need that much makeup when I take care of my skin. So I'd say face massage for sure movement of any kind, whether it's a walk or yoga practice or rock climbing and some sort of mindfulness, quiet practice. It doesn't have to be anything like structured, as you said, but I like to give myself time at least once a day where I'm neither giving my energy to something nor am I receiving or uh, taking in information. So it's literally just a space and a time where I'm not listening to music. I'm not doing, I'm not talking, I'm not listening. I'm just digesting the day. And that is one of my favorite practices. And yeah, that's so special because we consume so much, like as a, as a society, we're just constantly in consumption. So if we can take times, maybe a moment throughout the day or just multiple times throughout the day where we can pause and just like not consume and just be still and not listen to music or, you know, like 
listen to a podcast, you know, any of those distractions. Yeah. Taking that time to just be, yeah. I love the end of the day one because that is perfect for just like, yeah. Taking stock of everything, absorbing everything, and then also decompressing your nervous system. Yes, for sure. It feels so good to clear your system. And I mean, if you don't digest your food, you're going to have belly issues, gut issues, you're going to be in pain. And I think it's the same with energy and information. You need to make time to digest all of that as well. And your skin is also glowing. Of course, Mm -hmm. I have to point that out. I'm just like obsessed. I know that that's been a huge part of your journey and yeah, you're, you're so beautiful. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. My uh, younger 20 something, early 20 something year old could just know that this is coming. She would be so excited. Yeah. So beautiful. Do you, you oh, sorry. Yeah, we can go there. Do you know your sun, moon, and rising? If so, share. Yeah, my sun is Capricorn. My moon is Aries and my rising is Virgo. Awesome, yes. Yeah. I have a Virgo, um, Chiron in Virgo. Mm. That's been interesting to sit with. And I have a moon in Aries as well. I can totally feel the Capricorn. It makes so much sense also with like the rigid pattern, but it's just so perfect. It's, it's so important. We, I, we love the Capricorns. I have lots yeah. of Capricorns in my I life. have so <laughs> much, so much Capricorn in my chart. So, um, I love it. I embrace it. Yes. Yeah. We, I think because I'm a cancer and it's the complete opposite. I definitely, there's pieces of me that like wish I could be more, you know, serious. And like, mm-hmm. I think I'll try to mold myself when that's not really like my path or meant to be my path. So yeah, it's finding that balance of like, not trying to be like, Oh, like I want to be hardworking. And so like yeah. news oriented or like, just so yeah. Like being able to get like, just perfectly aligned with work is I'm more of rest. <laughs> rest is when my cap, my cancer, I'm just like sleeping. <laughs> Yes, I feel you. I feel like I don't know what this would be in where it would show up in my chart, but there is still a part of me where I'm like, I just want to rest and have slow mornings, but also be working and doing. It's an interesting combo. Maybe that's just, yeah, it's the same thing, probably like the polarity, the fact that cancer is opposite to you. Like there's probably something in there too. Yeah, I love it. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? What's your rising sign? Aries as well. So I got, Oh, double Aries. Mm-hmm. Cool. Lots of fire. Yeah. I love my Aries moon so much. I mean, the Capricorn and Virgo, all the earth is cool, but I like, I love Aries energy and I love Aries season. It's always like my most fun, successful time of year. Yeah. It's definitely something I've been working on over the past years to be really in love with that side of me. Cause it's very passionate, right? It's like it's a little bit bigger energy and my cancer is a little bit more like, mm. like let's be a little more nurturing and loving and my yeah. like let's be loud and <laughs> just like let's not care what anyone thinks which is like, can be crazy at times but yeah it's, I feel you yeah Aries it's really beautiful especially the passion because there's just so mm-hmm. much like yeah driven energy that comes behind the Aries and mm. 
Yeah, it's special for sure. Yeah. So do you know your life path number? Oh, is this numerology? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I just got a numerology reading, um, about a couple months ago and uh, I don't know if I can remember my life path. I remember snippets here and there, and I want to say six, but I, I'm not sure if I'm confusing it with, um, what is that other system with numbers? Enneagram. Yeah. Enneagram. Yeah. But I think it's six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They have different like pieces to them, but they're also, I notice when I pick up and hear other people talking about Enneagram, I'm like, okay, like they are pretty connected in some way too. So yeah, it's all, we'll, we'll check it out. Cause I, I also do numerology, so we'll have to talk about it. I wanted to ask you about it. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear more about, um, what you do with numerology and I want to, I want to find out what my life path is for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. We'll we'll add it to either the show notes or in the intro. So we'll find out. <laughs> Love it. Cool. What is your human design? I am a, an emotional manifesting generator and my profile is three five. Okay. Yes. Oh, of course you're the man, a manifesting generator. Manifesting. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're so magical. What are you thank you lately? What are you reading lately? My intention for this year is to read less Mm. and instead of and not read less in in terms of like um not reading at all, but read less books and reread the same books over and over again until I feel like I've mastered the knowledge and I can teach it myself. So I'm rereading The Quantum Warrior, which is amazing. It's not a big book, but it's just chock full of so much magical, interesting, fascinating knowledge around the quantum manifestation. So I definitely recommend, um, the quantum warrior. I just listened to existential kink, which I really loved. And another book that I recently finished was pussy. And I loved that as well. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I love books. I love sharing books and I also love to take a note of what people are reading. Cause I'm also, I'm always adding, but I love that you are rereading. Cause I also, I keep all my books because I'm like, this is not the last time I'm going to read this book. Like I'm going to need to read this again and again and again to like really yeah. and like get it into my system. And I love that. Yeah. Like rereading this year. It's such, if you already like reread books, like that's, that's amazing. Cause my pattern has been more, 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 consume, consume, check more books off the list. And then you don't, you take in information, but then you don't really integrate the lessons and they don't become habits. And so that's why my intention is let's, let's consume knowledge and information and then integrate it so that you can actually apply it to your life. that's so important and it's such a different take because I feel like for so long where we have been just in this role this cycle of more 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 (laughs) how many more books can I read how many more can I add to the list 
oh, I need new knowledge, new knowledge, new knowledge, but there's so much knowledge that exists or you have already read it. Right. So like just being with it and just sticking yeah. energies. Yeah. So good. Yeah. There's so much we miss too when we're reading because mm. we, we can't take it all in at once. So to get the full experience, to get the full potency, you really do have to go back. What color most represents you today? Oh, today. I got a little worried at first because I thought you were going to just say like what color represents you the most. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to say. But today, I can do today. Hmm, I am feeling feeling kind of like a, like a turquoise color. Yeah. Cool, chill, at ease. But still a little like a little active maybe. I feel like turquoise has like softness and like active energy. I'm getting that energy from you. Yes. I, yeah, I was going to say, I feel really flowy today, but I still feel focused and like excited to, to do things. Oh, I love that. So, so perfect. I can see it. I can totally feel that. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear radically loving? Oh, radically loving. Um, I hear, I hear like a lot of like integrity and honesty and, um, uh, I hear radically loving. I just hear like a lot of presence and selflessness where you're so clear, you're so committed to loving that you're willing to sacrifice the parts of yourself, the parts of your ego that just want to be right. Mm -hmm. So it is giving up the right to be right because you are so committed to love. And I really think that's radical. Mm -hmm. The ability to give up the right to be right. That is so beautiful. Thank you mm -hmm. for that reflection. There's literally no wrong answer. It's all like from everyone's soul. I just love hearing everyone's different interpretations. It's now that I'm like, we're on episode 14. I'm like, everyone has a different response and it's so beautiful. And I'm like, it's just, yeah. I love that question. I love it. So good. I want to know what yours is. So, I mean, I was really inspired. The name came through really clearly and it was about in January. I was like, that's a podcast. I feel like it was like very clear. And then I didn't do anything about it. And then October came around and I started pursuing it. And I was like, it's time. It feels like the time it's ready and it's ready to be birthed. And it just felt like so much, like it's all about like the heart driven, compassionate and like bigness, like just like mm. how big can we, expand our hearts and be a little radical in our actions. Cause honestly, some days it can feel like even loving is radical at this point because mm -hmm. our society has become very harsh and like at times, and that's, that's like one side of it because it's so beautiful in so many ways. So I felt like the more love that we can bring into the world and 
in and also inspired inspiring by people like you and all the other people that I want to have on here that are just doing in different ways, whether they're radically loving their health, they're radically loving um, like service and working in their communities and, you know, activism, they're radically loving um, uh, the, the earth environment stuff, like just people that are living from this giant compassionate space and being radically loving in whatever it is. It's just mm. big and it's just yeah, it's just really magnetic energy that can transform the world and the people around us. Mm. I love that you were saying like big energy. And, and what I'm hearing is it's it's like the ability to go against the grain, to get outside of like the societal norm because you're so committed to love and truth and everything that falls in alignment with that. And it's also, it's so perfect because it's, everyone is here for different reasons. Even if we have like similar journeys or things that look like alike, um, we're all bringing something really special to what we're doing. And so, yeah, I think the more we can just embrace what we're here to do, I think that's really powerful. And yes, it's like radically loving yourself at the end of the day. Like it's choosing yeah. over and over again, which ripples yeah. to everyone around you, right? I was thinking that at one point when you were speaking, I was like, what does radically loving yourself look like? And what came through was like, damn, that's just like so powerful, like powerfully choosing yourself every day. And there are no buts or excuses. You are there for yourself. That's unwavering. Yeah. Magical stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So what is in the realm of possibilities for you in the next six months? Obviously we're open to the flow of the universe, but if there's, Mm -hmm. you know, goals and things that you're intending on, um, yeah, what's to come, what can we expect to see from you? All the things. Mm. I am focusing on in-person experiences. So I mentioned earlier that I started a local women's circle here in Baltimore, Maryland. So one thing I'm focusing on uh, includes weekend retreats. So I have one coming up in, I think it's the first weekend of March in New Jersey. So that's uh, the first Thing that's lined up as well as more weekend retreats. I have a retreat coming up in Costa Rica, which is going to be so magical. I'm really excited about that. Um, so retreats um, as well as um, expanding my, uh, my coaching offerings. So I used to mainly do just one-on-one And now I'm expanding into group experiences. And aside from that, um, aside from like what I offer and how I serve others, um, what I see for the rest of the year, the next six months is more adventure and more travel and yeah, just like more, more play overall. Well, I'm so excited to see what you do. I'm so excited 
to check into your retreats, honestly, like, and even just your women's circle. I'm so happy that you're in the close vicinity and we can yeah. hang out. <laughs> um, yeah. So where can people follow you and support your journey? Hmm. You can follow me on Instagram, which is uh, at rachelgram.co. My TikTok handle is also rachelgram.co. And um, that's been a fun platform to get into recently. Uh, a different, different shade or a different type of content than Instagram for me. So I'd say those are the two best places to reach me. If you are local, you want to join the women's circle, send me a DM, or if you want to get into like human design, nervous system work, anything that I've shared, then yeah, you can just send me a DM on, on Instagram. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for being on here. I'm so grateful for your presence. You're such a light, such a beautiful soul. Mm, thank you so much for having me. And being a reflection and also reminding me that um, so many of us are committed to, you know, this vision of bringing people together and yeah, overall just committed to the higher vision. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Go follow, go support. I'm so happy that you guys are here to listen to this episode. Rate, review, subscribe, all the things. Love you, love you, love, love, love. <laughs> Bye, guys.